when I was growing up and we were watching television on Saturday mornings while our parents slept in late, there were these little vignettes that came on in between Sesame Street and the electric company. And we'd get a lesson on how Bill becomes a law. Or interjections show excitement and emotion and are generally separated from a sentence by an exclamation point. But my favorite was conjunction, junction, what's your function? Picking up words and phrases and clauses. Conjunction, junction, how's that function? I got and, but an or, they get you pretty far. <laughs> so the reason that I bring all this up is because there are so many conjunctions in our gospel story today. It is as if God has thrown and, but an or, or in the Greek, di, chi, Allah all over Easter morning, like those connecting circles in Tinker Toys where you could put things together. Our Easter is full of these little words that connect story after story after story in a narrative that does not end. Alleluia, Christ is risen. So today we sing our Easter hymns. The notes resound in our heart. We wear Easter clothes to honor God with our best. We hear this beautiful music, and we know that God is here. And we want to be transformed to be a little bit more alive. And we want to be filled with hope and courage to live into a beautiful future yet unseen. So there is this word that begins our scripture lesson for today, one of those conjunctions. It is a word in Greek, di, which we translate but. Now Luke must not have known the rule that you do not begin a sentence with a conjunction. That word, but, is a powerful word because it tells us that something happened before. And what happened before was Good Friday. And the really terrible story of how Jesus was killed and how his body was wrapped up and laid in a tomb and the tomb was sealed shut and violence and death and fear could have been the end of the story. But there were these women who came to tend Jesus' body. It was something that the women did to honor the spiritual rights. 
It was their religious duty. And it was an act of devotion and compassion. Their love for Jesus was greater than fear. And it is in this intention of doing this act of compassion that they kept the story going. And the women find the tomb open and Jesus' body gone and there is confusion and frustration and misunderstanding and all of that could have been the end of the story. But the story does not end. There are angels. Now, in general, angels are quite comforting. Angels terrify people, and then they almost always greet them with the words, Do not be afraid. And Luke even says, I bring you tidings of great joy. But not these angels. These angels are quite stern and impatient. They are entirely unsympathetic to the women and, quite frankly, sound a bit angry. Why are you here? Do not look for the living among the dead. What are you thinking? Jesus is not here but has risen. Can't you remember what he told you? That these things were all going to happen? That it would be terrible and that he would be put to death, but it would not be the end. He is alive out in the world. Now get on with it. And the women do remember. And the pieces are falling into place. And just as they're starting to make sense of all, they go and tell the men. But, The men do not believe them. And that could have been the end of the story. And that's the sometimes the way it happens. We get an insight or a possibility or promise just about to be born, but a skeptic in us or around us does not want to buy into any false hope. We want more proof. We want scientific evidence. And this is the way that a dream or a hope for the future dies. But there's Peter. And Peter picks up that possibility, that maybe, that what if. And he runs to the tomb, and there are no angels, just some linen cloths that would have wrapped a dead body but they do not. And he is filled with wonder and amazement. God will not let this story end. God fills Peter with hope and courage to live into a beautiful new future yet unseen. Peter will experience God's presence in the wind. And he will dream of a world in which all People receive God's love. We are just at the beginning of a story. In our lives today, we need some of these little words, these 
connecting, joining, conjunctions. The D, the Chi, the Allah, and, but, and or. We need these holy connecting words to join the events in our lives so that we do not become stuck. So that the story does not end in our hopelessness, in our despair, in our own death. But we have seen terrible things and heard violence and ugly things more than we have wanted to hear. And perhaps we are afraid or terribly, terribly sad. And we must know that that is not the end of the story. At times we can find ourselves staring at stone walls, confused, and certain that there is no way forward. Maybe at these times, the resurrection becomes most real. When we are certain that there is nothing we can do, that that forgiveness is not possible, that there is no possibility of joy or reconciliation. God will not allow that to be the end of the story. There are angels in the tomb. They may be unsympathetic and impatient. They might challenge our assumptions, our bad theology. They may say to us, God did not give you your disease. God is giving you physicians and treatments and some of the best medical facilities in the world. Yes, you are sick, but there is healing. An angel may say to us, why are you looking for a career in sales? You love teaching. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Angels can comfort our confusion and despair. They can say to us, get out of bed, go back to work, no matter how hard it is, God is with you, go do your job. Angels can help us remember the things that Jesus had said. Our Sunday school teachers are these angels. Prophets help us remember that God tore down the Berlin Wall, and walls do not work. Angels are in the tomb. In the airport in Brussels on Tuesday, there was this baggage handler who, in the midst of the chaos, he hid inside this machine. He hid inside the tomb. And when there was calm, he came out and he pulled people out of the rubble to safety. There are angels in the tomb. And as for disbelief and skepticism, really the resurrection was not just about belief. It is not about some intellectual concept and comprehension. 
The resurrection is not something that we can make sense of. Rather, it is a holy mystery. But like Peter, we must hold in wonder and amazement. Resurrection is a pure gift from God. It is God's no to violence and injustice and ignorance. Resurrection is the conjunction, the connecting word that says we will not stay in death. We will be alive to hope. The possibility of new life is ours for peace and healing. So yes, there is violence in the world, but let us be amazed at Pope Francis washing the feet of men and women, Muslims, Hindus, Catholics, and Coptic Christians all together. Let us be amazed and filled with hope and courage for a more peaceful world yet unseen. And yes, there is injustice and persecution in our world, and there are people who are not free, but the Rolling Stones did a concert in Havana. Now that's something to wonder about. I am amazed that God has given us this Muslim-Syrian family. Who spent two years in a Jordanian refugee camp. And now we have the opportunity to participate in the resurrection. In the new life. Christ died, but he is risen. We can live with hope and courage, wondering what God will do next. Resurrection is all about the connections that keep us going. Resurrection, the connections of finality to eternity, of humanity to divinity, of no to yes, of fear to hope, of death to life. Christ is alive. Let us hold fast to these little words. For Christ is not in the tomb, but he has risen. Amen.